I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Welcome back. Final segment of Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Great to be with you today. Uh, as was noted, uh, Merrick Garland has uh, ramped up security around the homes of Supreme Court justices uh, after a, a California resident uh, has been charged with attempted murder after he told officials he wanted to kill Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh. Uh, that's according to an unsealed arrest affidavit. Uh, it was uh, first reported by the Washington Post this morning that this had taken place, and uh, now uh, we are expecting that, that this uh, suspect will be uh, arraigned uh, probably within the last hour or so is what I'm hearing. Uh, and uh, again, it's it's such an interesting commentary uh, in terms of where we are. Obviously, uh, a very heavy day in our nation's capital as there was testimony early in the day today from family members. Uh, from survivors, uh, both from uh, Buffalo, New York, and Uvalde, Texas. And all of that has to get us thinking a little bit different uh, about conversations. And I think it has to uh, go across the spectrum. Uh, I think everyone agrees that uh, we can look at red flag laws, age, background checks, uh, school security, mental health. Uh, the, The list is long. And there's a lot of support on both ends of the political spectrum uh, and for the vast majority of Americans to to make this the moment that matters, to make this the time where we say, okay, uh, what are the things that uh, are reasonable? What are the things that are going to produce the right outcomes? Uh, Because that's what this is really all about. Uh, Forget all the shenanigans and the political posturing and let's get down to the results. What is it that we need? What do we need to do to change? Uh, in terms of all of that. And as I look at it, you know, it, it's really interesting. We we often jump to comparisons about the United States versus other places in the world that have much stricter gun laws or that don't ha- have guns uh, in public, the, the kind that we have here in the United States. Uh, and that's an interesting comparison. Uh, but there's some other things that we've got to look at, too. Uh, there are some, some really interesting things in, in terms of uh, the murder rates in the United States. Uh, there is a difference between the United States and, and Europe uh, that goes back 100 years. Uh, America is much more violent compared to, to most of Europe. Uh, and the non-gun homicides, so stabbings, beatings, those kinds of things, uh, that actually exceeds all the homicides in most European nations. And so there, there is an element there that we've got to figure out how to address. Not, we're not ignoring guns. We're not setting guns aside. But there's a lot there that we've got to get to. And so we've got to initiate and lean into those conversations in a different way. And the thing that keeps coming back to me uh, as I try to process everything that's taken place and to figure out where government can do the right things to produce the right results, 
And again, that's not done behind closed doors uh, in the middle of the night uh, by a gang of four, six, eight, or 12. Uh, We need to do this in the light of day in front of the American people. And why we cannot, why we cannot have those conversations in front of the American people uh, is a mystery to me. And it, it is the ultimate in Republicans, what are you afraid of? Democrats, what are you afraid of? And what they seem to be most afraid of is losing power. And they are afraid to offend some portion of their base. They're afraid that uh, fundraising dollars might dry up if they don't uh, do a particular rant in uh, just the right way. And so the thing that I keep coming back to in terms of where's, where is a conversation? So this is not to set any of the other crucial things that have to get done. But something keeps coming back to my mind, and it actually goes back to another tragic shooting death, the tragic death of Breonna Taylor by law enforcement in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, that's been part of a crucial conversation, but hasn't been as front and center of late. And the thing that I keep thinking of in that particular case that I think applies to where we are right now in a conversation we're just not having, we need to remember there was only one officer involved in that tragedy that was charged criminally. Uh, We can have a separate conversation about what that all means. But the charge, the charge for the officer was interesting to me. It was first degree wanton endangerment. So that was the charge in the Breonna Taylor case, that it was first degree wanton endangerment. Uh, That phrase got me curious. And so I looked at the Kentucky statute that provides a definition for what that charge means. And we all should think about this definition. The definition is extreme indifference to human life. Think about that. There are a lot of places and spaces in our society where we are exhibiting extreme indifference to human life. And there's a lesson in that definition for all of us. Uh, To me, that extreme indifference to human life is, is the opposite of what we should be in terms of having reverence for life, for each other. And indifference isn't just about disregarding danger or another person's safety. Indifference is also reflected in the attention we give to others and the value we place on others' opinions, others' life experiences, others' perceptions. And too often in our rapid-fire world, it is easier to be indifferent It's easier to be indifferent and to fill our lives with pleasant distractions than it is to lean in to the kind of respect we should have for others, especially those we encounter who are different, who look different, think different, have a different worldview than we do. And so I I worry greatly that in the midst of all the other things we're trying to solve, and we have to solve them, that we're allowing the one thing that drives it all, 
extreme indifference to human life to drive all of the negative things. And whether that is a threat to a Supreme Court justice, whether it is the slaughtering of innocent children in an elementary school room, whether it's at a grocery store in a minority community in Buffalo, New York, and a host of other things. We cannot accept extreme indifference for human life, all human life. So as we look at where we are, we really got to look at where we're going to go. Because I actually think the greatest threat to America has very little to do with which political party's in power or who has the White House or the national media or those elected to Congress. The greatest threat is that we, the people, will become indifferent, extremely indifferent to each other. And until we can extrapolate that extreme indifference and replace it with reverence and respect, we got big challenges yet to come. I'm Boyd Matheson. Thanks for joining us on Inside Sources. As always, as you go out into the world, see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something that makes a difference. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent. It was senseless. And I will never understand it. I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson. And unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story, the struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.